Welcome to the 359. I'm Joni Salzman. I'm Alfred Ng. So, last night Netflix gave another update on how its price hikes are faring, and the news isn't great. Although Netflix signed up a record number of new members in the first three months of the year, the company expects new subscriptions to basically hit a wall in the U.S. Now that's in the midst of rolling out one of its biggest rate hikes in the U.S. right now, too. So Netflix raised its most popular plan to $13 and raised its entry-level tier for the first time ever. Do you think it's just getting too expensive? Well, as you know, uh, everything is always too expensive (laughs) for me, and I would not pay for that. Um, I already don't pay for Netflix. Thank you, friends and family discount. Um, So yeah, it's not a surprise to me that as these prices go up and as more options come, um, that, you know, what Netflix is offering is not worth it to a lot of people, and they're willing to pay a cheaper price for something like Hulu, even though it has commercials or or anything else, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the other things that they talked about during their uh, conversation was about things, about the competitive landscape. You know, we've got a big, like seems to be very popular already thing coming from Disney mm-hmm. and they priced theirs at like half the amount yeah. that Netflix is going to be. What, well, how do you think those two things are going to stack up? The last time I was on this show, uh, we talked about Disney plus and my estimate for how much I would pay for it is $5 and their pricing was seven. And I'm like, Oh, and if you, do the, for that. if you do the year subscription, it works out to being five, like uh, 80. Yeah. So it's pretty close to that. Yeah, it was very close to what I was willing to pay for it. And I think that's definitely going to be a big challenge for Netflix. Yeah, I agree. So moving on, Apple and Qualcomm, they've been duking it out in court for years. Uh, but they before the really big trial got rolling, the two suddenly settled out of nowhere. What's the story? Yeah, this settlement came during their opening arguments. <laughs> right. uh, and if you haven't been following, uh, our reporter Shara Tipkin has been extending extensively reporting about this um, during their whole arguments. The gist of it is generally that Apple has been using Qualcomm chips for a while, up until maybe like 2016 or 2015 or so. Right. Um, and their Qualcomm chips were basically their their way of getting like LTE and connectivity on it. And Qualcomm chips are also kind of the only way that Apple phones could get 5G anytime soon. Right. But as they were arguing in court, it seemed like they weren't going to be able to get access to this technology. Um And the main argument uh, that led to this court case was that Apple felt like they were paying too much for Mm -hmm. Qualcomm chips. They felt like Qualcomm was double dipping, right? Yeah. So they had not only did they have to pay to use the chips, but they also had to pay royalties on the chips itself Mm -hmm. to kind of get like the intellectual property inside of of their phones. So they were they were paying like twice twice as much, and they were suing, uh, saying, you know, we want our money back. Um, And then they settled uh, and also signed a new six year contract with Qualcomm uh, yesterday. So. Um, I guess that's the end of that. <laughs> what does that mean for everybody's iPhones? It essentially means that you're probably going to get 5G much sooner than you thought you were um, on your iPhone. Right. Yeah. Lastly, we also have news out of Xbox. The company unveiled an all-digital edition of its console. Why is this a big deal? Well, uh, it basically means that you're not going to be able to put any discs in it. Um, <laughs> so if you go to any stores and you know buy these like discs, right. the... the Benefits and advantages of having a disc copy is that you can borrow it or like lend it to a friend anytime you want, or you can resell it even. If you have a digital copy, that's not really like something you can do. Um, and I think Microsoft kind of knows that. And, you know, they can make a lot more money if everyone's buying their own copy as opposed to like selling it or like 
you know, giving it to a used game store or something like that. Yeah. Um, which this could completely disrupt the entire like used game store economy. Right. Um, but a lot of people I've seen on Twitter like criticizing this, saying that, you know, I enjoy being able to hand these copies over. Also, it's not that much of a discount to warrant getting. It's only $50 cheaper than uh, the, act, the other like yeah. Xbox One S. Yeah. Yeah. Do have they said, gotten into the details about if you have a collection of games that you want to play? Will you have access to a digital version of it? I'm, art, of games you've already purchased. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot of considerations there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all these stories and more, uh, you can check CNET. I'm Joni Salzman. I'm Alfred Ng. Thanks for listening. 